Today our text is from John chapter 10, starting with verse 1. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs in through another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus said again to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I spent some time this week just considering what the disciples are hearing. How amazing it would have been to hear the good shepherd talk about being a shepherd. And we, we have his words, and we can read them and hear them and listen to them, but they got to hear what his voice sounded like. To know that sound, to be able to recognize just from the sound of it. This is Jesus, the actual good shepherd who is talking. And his word has incredible power. And he speaks with two short parables that are related. Jesus as the shepherd, and then Jesus as the door. Now what they have in common is, we are the sheep, and both the door and the good shepherd are the only way to safe pasture, to an abundant life, to life with the Father. And we are like sheep. Now, I had to do a little bit of study. Some of you already know this, but sheep are like goats. They have rectangular pupils, which allows them with their bug eyes on the side of their face to see about 270 to 320 degrees around them, which is really, really good because as a prey animal, they have to keep their head on a swivel to see and spot the enemy at all times. And that's one thing that we have in common with them is we need to keep our head on a swivel completely aware of the enemy and where he is and what he's doing so that we might flee from him. Sheep also tend to display a very strong social instinct that allows them to bond with other sheep very, very closely. And we're to do the exact same thing, to bond closely with each other, to know that grace calls us closer into real and transparent relationships. And sheep also have flock mentality. They bind together, and that helps protect them from predators. And, and we are the same. We stick together. We spend time together in fellowship to hold each other accountable, to strengthen each other, to support one another, and to lift each other up, remembering that scriptural truth that a cord of three strands is not easily broken. But with all that said, if I were to pick a spirit animal, it would not be a sheep. I mean, come on. A sheep? Right, who wants to be considered a prey animal that has flock mentality? Like that's the exact opposite of what it means to be an American, to live an American way of life. Don't tell me what to do. I want to lead. I want to be strong. I don't want to be a hopeless, helpless, smelly, stinky sheep. 
And yet, it's the only way to really come to God, to come to him with humble repentance, to submit to his leadership, to rely on him for all of our care and gather together with other believers like we're doing this morning for support and strength. The sheep knew his voice, the sound of it, the types of things that he would say. And it begs the question, what voices do we have in our lives today? Right, the thief, the voices of the thief or the robbers, that, those were the religious leaders of the day. And they were, they were just recently upset over the healing of the man born blind. And then here's the way that religious leaders are guilty of sheep stealing and robbing. See, they steal people away from the kingdom of God in, in two separate ways. The first is they rob God of his people by turning some into work righteous hypocrites to believe that I can keep the law and therefore praise God and bless him with my righteousness. Then there are those on the other side of the coin who see the, see the rules and all of the restrictions and say, how could I possibly keep up with that? I give up and I leave. See, there are so many compelling voices in our world today that we hear, that we have a steady diet of. Anything that's calling for our time, our attention, our energy, our money, all of it is competing voices with the voice of God. The idols of our lives call, us, call out to us and promise to us the world and give us nothing but brokenness and heartache. The text is crystal clear today. The enemy has nothing good in mind for your life. The enemy only comes to steal and kill and destroy. Those are the only things he is in your life for. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God, and he wishes more than anything to keep you from doing the same. He has nothing good in mind for you. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. We teach our young children, stranger danger, right? You flee from anything that's dangerous, but but we don't like to do that ourselves. We like to see how close to the edge we can get without going over. We don't flee from temptation. We flirt with temptation. We let it have a place in our lives. What are the movies that you watch, the TV shows that you consume, the music that you hear? What are the voices speaking into your lives? What truths are they promising you the world for? They're lies. They're empty. And they're competing with the voice of God. If you come to church and you hear 20 minutes of a sermon, but the rest of your life you're consuming a steady diet of trash, those 20 minutes are lost in the noise of your life. See, God doesn't want you just to be a Sunday morning Christian. He doesn't want you to have just a five-minute devotion in your morning. He wants to walk with you your entire day. He wants to be in your mind. He wants you meditating on his word. He wants you studying his word. He wants you praying through his word. He wants you talking about his word with other believers as you group together. That's how you can recognize his voice how you can hear it out of the din of all the chaos in this world. You need this in your life. 
He is waiting for you to dust off your Bible and dig into it, to pour yourself into it, and just grow more. But we flirt with temptation rather than flee, and we ask ourselves, is the stranger really all that bad? Does he really intend to only steal, kill, and destroy? Yes! That is all he wants to do in your life. That's why we are to flee and we are to run to the shepherd. But sometimes, sometimes the voice of the thief or the robber isn't from an outside source. Sometimes it's in our own head. Sometimes it's the lies that we tell ourselves. Uh, this, this week, we have the, the poetry slam, which is an opportunity for students from St. Luke's from all different classes and ages and grades to submit some poems, and then the winners get to read those aloud for the poetry slam. Uh, one, of their, one of their fathers shared this with me, and I got permission from the young lady to do this, so don't worry about that. This is from Layla Mills. Remember, sometimes the voice of the enemy is in our own head. The mirror lies, and slowly my confidence dies. There are many things that I used to despise, but I realize that they are all lies. Feeling good in my body is the best thing I can do because God made me special just like he made you. Loving myself through and through, you should learn to love you too. I know that now I know that I'm enough. That doesn't mean some days aren't rough, that I don't notice all the stuff. It makes living life so tough. I learned to love me. And now I see that I am free from the perfect picture that society wanted me to be. Be aware of the lies that are in your head, lies that you're not good enough, smart enough, pretty enough, strong enough, handsome enough, popular enough, rich enough important enough, valuable enough. Because God says you are his priceless treasure, his personal masterpiece. He has such an intense love for you. And he's made you unique and special just the way you are. And he loves you. And he can see the picture of you in the kingdom of God, the world put right, and it makes his heart glad. Don't lose sight of that truth. Don't let the enemy tell you anything otherwise. Yes, you're broken, but yes, you are forgiven, and he makes you whole. So we respond, and we hear his voice. See, the eastern shepherd often had an individual call for each of his sheep, right? They each knew their shepherd and recognized the call he gives his own. So that's why when Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd, I, I, I know my sheep by name. He knows you by name. And think of how powerful that is when the shepherd knows who you are. And faith comes by hearing. We follow him because we have heard his voice and we have a need to hear more and more of his voice so that we can recognize the real deal when it's in front of us and recognize what's wrong when it's not. We have more time that we need to spend in his word to be able to distinguish from different voices to keep us from getting lured away. And when you hear his voice, then you respond. The sheep hear and believe the shepherd to be caring and protective. They trust him to be safe and nurturing. They know that being led by him will lead them to green pastures, still waters, 
a righteous life in him. Pasture. It's a place of food, and anytime I hear a sheep and a, and a pasture, I can't help but go to the 23rd Psalm, right? Those still waters, those green pastures, restored souls, pathways to righteousness for his namesake. See, we enter into a relationship with him with the waters of our baptism, our engagement with the Holy Spirit, with the Word and his holy table, fellowship together with other believers, anything and everything the Holy Spirit uses to grow our faith. And when we hear and recognize and follow our shepherd, he leads us to what this text calls an abundant life. Now, this word in Greek means super abundant in quantity, so more than more than you could ever need, and excellent in quality, right? If you, you don't have to give up one for the other with Jesus. Jesus doesn't say, okay, I can give you a lot of garbage, but you'll have more than enough. Or I can give you something so intensely precious, but it's limited. You see, God's grace is both. It is overabundant, in excess, more than we could ever use, and it is of the highest quality of all. That's the abundant life. Right? The end of this world, when Jesus comes back, he will usher us into, like the good shepherd, leading us into the fullness of the kingdom of God, the world put right. And he goes before us. And weeks ago, we saw him go before us to the cross. And then we saw the empty tomb. And now we live this same life with him, suffering in our own crosses and longing for the resurrection life that when he comes, that abundant life will be crystal clear. But we can also have that abundant life in the here and the now. You don't have to wait for his glory to be working in your life. Remember the 23rd Psalm, the good shepherd is with them, but there's also a presence of some darkness because we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, right? The Christian life is not one where we stick our head in the sand and pretend like there's no problems, or we, we look around and with careless optimism, we see nothing that's wrong or broken. The Christian life is fully aware that we are walking in the valley of the shadow of death. There are evils and dangers everywhere, but... The good shepherd is with us. We have nothing to fear because all of those worldly things that are scary, that are dark, that are dangerous, he has already overcome. He has defeated them all and leads us in a path of safety. Listen and hear his voice. Respond as he calls to you and live in this abundant life. This life here and now that's awakened to the power of life in Christ, this transformed life of freedom where we no longer have to be afraid of the law, but we get to enjoy living in it. This, this experience of a transformed life of joy that a life of a Christian is not ho-hum, all gray, all sad, but it is full of joy and worthy of rejoicing. It's a life of sacrifice that we willingly long to give up what is ours for the benefit of somebody else and building up the kingdom of God. It's a transformed life of renewal that God floods you with more and better grace than you could ever need. And he gives you the spirit to do the same with those who have hurt you. And then he starts that work of changing and growing and strengthening who you are. That is an abundant life. 
That is an abundant life that when we live this way by the power of the Holy Spirit, this community will transform. And I can't wait to see it. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, we praise you for who you are, both as the shepherd who leads us and as the door who is our access point, the one and only means to entering into your kingdom. God, thank you for your voice. Thank you for your word that is spoken, that is heard, that is shared. Grow your word in our hearts that we would recognize your voice, that we would hear it and respond to follow you and to know that whatever this world has us journey through, whatever valley, whatever shadow of death we have to endure, that we will do so with confidence and without fear because you are with us. Father, we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.